Hey guys, my name is Karthik and you are listening to The Broken Gearbox. The 2021 season is formally underway and I couldn't have hoped for a better start to this year. In today's podcast, I will be I will be covering events that took place in testing and the Bahrain Grand Prix weekend and give you my opinions on certain drivers and teams. Before I begin, I'd like to thank the race and Autosport for their key insights and reports which I will be making use of during the show. Formula 1's shortest pre-season in years took place earlier this month, with teams enjoying just 3 days of running to get their cars in shape for the 2021 campaign. Each driver only had about 1 and a half days to get to grips with their cars. Since 7 out of the 10 F1 teams featured a new driver lineup for the season, Time management in the shortened testing period became extremely crucial. Testing this year had its fair share of surprises. Ferrari's power unit seems to be drastically improved in an attempt to meet Enzo Ferrari's vision of the strongest power unit on the grid. Carlos and Charles seem to be getting along incredibly well as teammates. Mercedes appear to be shaky during testing, with rear-end instability and poor performances in certain corners. It confirmed that the technical regulations that came into effect this year was truly undesirable for cars adopting a low rake philosophy. There was an extra spring in the step of Red Bull personnel as pre-season testing drew to a close. The four-time world champions clearly won the 3-day test. This time last year, the Red Bull was nervous with a shaky rear end that even Max Verstappen struggled to tame. But the RB16B, an evolution of its skittish predecessor, appeared to be the polar opposite. Aston Martin also had their fair share of woes. They encountered a gearbox issue with the Mercedes transmission. There was a turbo issue too, and then there were a couple of electrical problems. This was not the pre-season test Sebastian Vettel wanted. The German ending up bottom of the driver mileage charts with just 117 laps, 110 short of table topper Gasly, and finishing the test without a performance run in his pocket. But Vettel's maturity and experience shone through when reflecting on the test. Sure, his side of the garage had the worst of the unreliability, but rather than getting frustrated by the situation, he focused on the positives. Fernando Alonso's much-anticipated return to Formula One hit a stumbling block in the winter when he was involved in a cycling incident that required surgery on a fractured jaw. It involved the installation of two titanium plates that won't be removed until the end of the season. But such trauma didn't appear to disrupt the double F1 World Champions' preparations, as he impressed from the off with Alpine. Importantly, he looked like he was loving driving as much as ever, and there was not even the slightest hint that he had lost any of the confidence that made him such a formidable competitor. Yuki Tsunoda is also shaping up to be one of the most talented rookies to have entered the sport, and has a great fighting spirit as well. This year, we'll see McLaren return to using Mercedes power. The team had their work cut out having to fit an engine with a vastly different architecture into the existing chassis design. But there were no signs of faltering in the pre-season tests. F1 data shows that they're third overall on short run pace, just 0.3 seconds behind the Mercedes. The MCL 35M, which features an innovative diffuser strategy, looked good in terms of overall reliability too. Testing gave us a glimpse of the fantastic first race that was to come 10 days later. This is probably the first time in the turbo hybrid era where the midfield is so intensely competitive and after so many years of Mercedes dominance it looks like we have a great fight for the top constructor this season. 
Although testing rarely provides a clear picture of the pecking order, the fact that this year's testing took place in Bahrain at the same venue where the first race of the season was held means that this testing could be far more representative than the testings of the past. And that pretty much sums up everything that happened during pre-season testing. There were a bunch of red flags and reliability issues, but we did get to see cars in their brand new liveries out on the track and pushing to the limit for another Formula 1 season. Let's move on to the Bahrain Grand Prix, which took place last night, which simply put, was breathtaking. Here are some of the winners and losers of the race last night. You can also probably guess which respective category Mercedes and Red Bull slot into. Here are some of the winners from the opening round of the 2021 season who made the event absolutely entertaining. Although I wouldn't like to start with this man, I guess I must. Lewis Hamilton was brilliant last night. Uh, here's a fun fact. Lewis Hamilton has won the opening round of the World Championship for the first time since 2015. No, seriously. It's one of those weird quirks. The last time he edged teammate Nico Rosberg in a Mercedes masterclass and this time he was made to work for it and was the underdog in the fight. Red Bull had the quicker car but Mercedes took the risk or rather put its faith in Hamilton of, prior, of prioritizing track position. Once in front, Hamilton always looked vulnerable, especially when he made a second stop with almost half the race remaining. That set up a stint Red Bull said would be almighty if Hamilton made it work. And that's what Hamilton did. He made life so difficult for Verstappen and gave himself hope by clinging on as long as possible. Then when Verstappen misjudged his best, best effort and was forced to seat position again, Hamilton didn't let him have another shot. It's the 96th win of Lewis Hamilton's career and this one must go down as one of his best. Next up on the list of winners comes the driver of the day, Sergio Perez. And boy, was he outstanding. Sergio Perez started this race after briefly retiring from it. His car shut down on the formation lap. He was stuck by the side of the road and at one point, the marshals were even wheeling it away. Perez turned that into a fifth-place finish that was earned through strong overtaking, minimal hesitation and Verstappen matching pace in clear air for chunks of the Grand Prix. There's a lot of work to do to unlock more one-lap speed, but Perez has laid down a very good foundation and a good marker for what Red Bull will get from him on Sundays. Following Perez is the Japanese pocket rocket Yuki Tsunoda. Absolutely anything from glory to disaster has looked possible for Yuki Tsunoda's F1 debut at various stages across the weekend. Given how fast the AlphaTauri appears to be, 9th place is a bit of an opportunity lost, and the team overall is in a different section of this column. But Tsunoda at least came good when it mattered the most. Yes, he could have gotten into Q3. Yes, he did lose too much ground on lap 1, but a charge to 9th deploying what Tsunoda himself called some Alonso spirit in his passing and battling past an Aston Martin at the end to complete the race is ultimately a great first Grand Prix on a personal level. As a Ferrari fan with a clear bias, it is almost impossible for me to not include the next driver from this list. This was a classic Charles Leclerc show. Sixth is still not where Ferrari want to be. But given the way Leclerc is driving, you have to assume that's around the maximum of what the car is capable of. Thrusting his way past Valtteri Bottas on the first lap and making it stick at the second attempt rather than being discouraged when Bottas repassed him once was a proper racer's approach. 
Leclerc proved that when the car feels good underneath him, he could very well challenge for great points consistently, if not aim for podiums on good days. The last person I have on my winners list is Lando Norris. We all know how competitive Ricardo is, and he also could be termed as a teammate destroyer. After being outqualified by his teammate, Lando responded well on race day. We didn't see much of Lando Norris on the broadcast, but from what I did, I can understand that he really feels at home in that McLaren. Coming into this race, those wishing for Sebastian Vettel to do a Perez and take this newly named Aston Martin team that won in Bahrain last year to a victory from the back would be disappointed. Of course, the circumstances of this race were different, and once Aston Martin committed to a long stint at the start of the race, it was always going to be tricky for Vettel to manage when two and three stops prevailed. Ultimately, all of his race strategy was irrelevant though. He locked up and punted the back of Esteban Ocon's Alpine with just over 10 laps remaining, which earned a 10-second penalty and, and cost Esteban a chance, even if it was unlikely at a top 10. While one of the stars today, Sergio Perez, was let go from Aston Martin in favour of Vettel, Red Bull looks to have the better end of the deal. Lance Stroll executed a handy weekend while Vettel allowed his form to go from bad to worse. It was a poor start to the season. Most drivers who moved to a new team for 2021 did not have a great race, with the exception of Yuki Tsunoda. Vettel tops the list as I explained earlier, while Carlos Sainz and Daniel Ricciardo both looked a bit limp compared to their teammates, who will be tough to beat and impact their reputations massively depending on the outcome of the year. Fernando Alonso must be unfortunately added to this list. He ran in the top 10 early on, but an attempt to undercut the first stop did not deliver long-term gains. He just bolted on a set of hards, but a top 10 was looking unlikely before he retired on lap 34, with the brake issue ending the positive weekend. Pierre Gasly did have an okay weekend, but the race was pretty horrible. If everything had gone smoothly, a result as good as a double top 6 finish could have been achieved by AlphaTauri. Losing Sonoda in Q2 and then effectively losing Pierre Gasly to a clumsy self-induced front-wing removal in the opening laps spoiled that. AlphaTauri has talked a lot about how it needs to execute better because only being 7th in the championship last year despite winning a race and sometimes having the 3rd fastest car was a huge missed opportunity. Its 2021 season has just started with another one. Haas also had a terrible start to the season. After rigorously talking through what to do and what modes to use following the extra formation lap, the Haas F1 team can't have been happy to see Nikita Mazepin spearing off into the barrier on the outside of Turn 1. Even those critical of Mazepin's off-track exploits appeared to enjoy it greatly via social media. It looked like Mazepin had just got a bit excited on the throttle exiting Turn 2 in the heat of the moment, and his fastest ride of the race came back on a moped back to the pits. However, those critical of Mazepin received a rebuttal when Mick Schumacher did almost exactly the same thing. He apparently got too aggressive on the loud pedal and he spun, although he was able to continue. We knew Haas would struggle this year with a slightly updated version of last year's car, but its number of spins this weekend has been worrying and seeing a Haas spin onto the straight like Romain Grosjean's huge crash last year was more than concerning. That brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thanks for listening and I hope to see you soon.